Welcome to That Honesty Thing, the podcast, a verbal sanctuary created for honest and healing conversations. I'm Amina Saliu, the creator and host, and I hope that you're able to find your footing as we journey through self-love and self-healing using truth as a guide. I'm here to lay the groundwork, the structure, the soil, but the bloom is all you. Welcome back to that honesty thing. Y'all, I wish you could hear me smiling. (laughs) I am so happy to be back. If you didn't know, I have spent this last year wrapping up my grad school program. I officially now have my master's degree in psychology. And while I was working full time, really making sure that I completed my program strong of course, tending to my own self, mental, spiritual, all of that good stuff. It just became really hard to also manage that honesty thing in the way that it deserved to be managed. I didn't want to come on the mic exhausted and tired and with my mind elsewhere. I really have my heart into this. And so I didn't want to give it anything less than my 100%. And This past year, my 100% was split between too many things. And so I had to make the decision to pause, but I knew I would be back or intended to be back summer of 2020. And I'm so glad that I am able to do that. And so I'm just really happy to be here. And for anyone who has been a longtime supporter, I am grateful to still have you if you're here and you're new. I just want you to know that this is me carrying out my purpose. I believe in and over the years have become more grounded in self-love and self-healing. Those two things I really do believe change our inner world and whether it is intentional or not, it does end up shaping our outer world for the better. And Truth is, has been and will be my favorite tool, my favorite resource in terms of navigating those two larger areas of self-love and self-healing. Self-healing and healing forward is the first episode because initially there were actually two separate ones and I was going to start with the truth about healing forward. That was supposed to air June 30th, but on that day, it just did not feel right. And I think I really wanted to take time to express what that is. I think it can be taken in so many ways. And I'm always going to be mindful of the times that we are in. And it just didn't make sense. So I'm glad that I pumped the brakes (laughs) as much as I wanted to get that out. Um, I've now combined these two things and it feels better for me. So welcome to this first episode. And I want to, as the title implies, really go in on self-healing and also bring it back to what is happening right now amidst the larger Black Lives movements, um, Black Lives Matter movements, the injustices that we're facing, and what self-healing and healing forward looks like in this time and why it is important and necessary. So first, just in general, what is self-healing? 
It's a part of growth. It's needed when we think about attaining the best version of self, the preservation of self. It's going inward to find what needs fixing. It's addressing your trauma and committing to doing the work to make progress. The work can be anything. It can be journaling. It can be counseling. It can be praying, sitting, whatever makes sense for you. But it is the nurturing of your emotional well-being. Self-healing is an intuitive call to action to limit, remove, or add to your life what will improve or best sustain it. I feel that there are innate self-healing measures that our bodies take on its own, but I also feel that there is a conscious approach as well. But no matter its form, it is important and it's needed. Our bodies are our homes and we have to maintain it and care for it. If not, we remain broken in ways that can further harm ourselves and others, perpetuating cycles that we didn't choose to be in, but that we can choose to stop. Self-healing is reclamation of power. The harm done to us leaves an impression whether we want it to or not, even though we might not have had a say in it, but we do get a say in how we proceed after that harm has been done. We do get to decide what to make of our scars. So when we think about what we want from the outside world, we have to remember that we attract what's within us. The peace we desire externally can only be mirrored by the peace we create internally. So self-healing is it's a part of our greater work. And it is work. <laughs> it is work because we have to muster through and uncover before we can recover. We have to unearth before we can bloom. And that takes a lot. It takes time. It takes knowing yourself. It takes dedication. When I think of these concepts, I always like to tie it back to nature or view things through the lens of nature. And so I think about a plant that's cut and how cells regenerate to close the wound so that it can continue to grow and minimize its risks of becoming further infected and dying. When your physical body is wounded, an army of different types of Blood cells and platelets swarm in to heal and close the wound. Where there's harm, nature shows us time and time again that the response is to repair. So when our mental and emotional is harmed, repairing is also required. And this is what I refer to as self-healing. The conscious, the deliberate, the innate action of going inward to discover the hurt and heal and repair from inside out to preserve your livelihood. The bottom line is that self-healing is survival. So what does self-healing look like and how long does it take? I really feel like sometimes when we think of self-healing, we think of a very robust, very daunting, very exhausting process. And sometimes for some things it can be, but I think we are always in a state of self-healing and self-healing is not always extravagant. Sometimes it's as small as small, but intentional <laughs> as deep breathing, as taking the time to talk to family and friends, 
as resting, sleeping in, as crying when you need to instead of holding back, journaling. It can be acknowledgement and acceptance and then the release of something. I'm not sure if there is a stigma around self-healing, but I think that's also important to mention that truly, so long as we are alive, we will always need to self-heal. When I think about self-healing and where we are right now as a nation and how intense and imperative it is that we fight for justice, I've heard the term rest a lot. And while I understood and was very, very grateful for everyone who quickly recognized the importance of putting that term out there, normalizing rest, I did wonder about the people who are on the visible front lines and who are taking action that is more athletic, if you will. Um, And I wondered about the people like myself who felt sometimes that resting wasn't a luxury I could afford when there are so many battles to be fought. So simply and point blank, the reason why I prioritize self-healing right now amidst all that is going on, amidst all that has come to light about what is happening to Black people in this world, in America specifically, I find it imperative because after all of the protests, you still have to come home. Fixing the outside world does us a lot of good, but not if our inner universe is in shambles. Self-healing is not so much a luxury more than it is an actual necessity, an actual tool needed for survival. And I don't ever think there was a time where self-healing has been more important because we are experiencing and witnessing things that are not normal and that we should not normalize. You know, this trauma, this excessive exposure to the killings and brutality against Black people, the lack of justice, you know, these are not normal times and we can't sustain our being if we don't self-heal, take the time to self-heal. And if we don't take the time to self-heal, to pause, to breathe, to speak about it, we will internalize this and pass it down through DNA, through learned behavior and otherwise. We talk about generational wealth, which is surely a necessity, but generational health is vital. Self-healing is key to breaking the vicious cycle of trauma inheritance. And so now I, I want to move into self-healing and talk about how it can benefit our communities and the larger world in the moment. Self-healing, yes, that involves you, the individual, and that one person. But through self-healing, the impact extends far beyond that individual. And I like to think of it this way. When we think about fixing up the neighborhood, any neighborhood, I think we rush and get caught up in finding a way to make some grand and sweeping cure-all gesture. But if we think about it, the best way to fix the neighborhood or to improve the neighborhood is to tend to our homes individually. If everyone fixed their own home, we've now fixed the neighborhood for the most part. 
So I recognize that when we extend this to our country, the USA, we are now far past this. And at this point, not only must we tend to our own houses, but we have to call out occupants of mansions who refuse to reconstruct from scratch their demolished homes, whose debris and molded and infected fabrics have contaminated nearby cities, so on and so forth. But for a moment, I just want us to imagine what the world could have been like if we were all taught to nourish ourselves enough to where we had the energy to feed our families, to where our families were so full that they didn't have to beg or steal from around the neighborhood, to where neighborhoods were so rich in nutrients that they could afford to cook for the next neighborhood over if they even needed it. Self-healing is world healing. Inner peace is world peace. The city is only a reflection of its people. And if its people are in a healthy and loving mental and spiritual state, we create a nation that reflects that too. This isn't the only way to heal our world. I am not aloof to all the damage that has been done and all that needs fixing. But this is a very important piece that I really don't want people to overlook. And I don't want us to undermine or forget that self-healing is also a form of activism. On a very personal level, I've had to actively and consciously remind myself that this fight, this movement for justice, for real, this is a long journey, okay? Each human being was fashioned in a way that would best nurture their purpose. So I think of fruits that were fashioned with outer flesh to protect the inside, animals with fur to protect them from the cold. We were each created with certain thresholds and emotional and physical capacities that would best nurture our being so that we were best fit to honor and carry out our purpose. Therefore, some of us can go for long periods with only a few breaks. Some of us need time to replenish often. Some of us might find ourselves somewhere in between, but either way, we have to rest ourselves, our minds, our hearts, and our bodies accordingly. There is no shame in self-nourishing, self-healing, and honoring your mental and physical to protect your being and therefore your purpose. We need to stay healthy in all ways so that we can endure the long, very long journey ahead. There was a time where I got caught up in comparing what I was doing during this time to others. And in doing that, I stepped into some very difficult spaces. For instance, I had to correct myself as I compared my form of activism to another's. Um, Instagram is just one of the examples, so I'm going to use that, but I had to check myself on what I was even reposting and to whom I was trying to convince that I was fighting for the cause. I had to give myself permission to breathe, to rid myself of guilt for admitting that I needed rest, and talk myself out of hiding my own smile after experiencing some joy. Self-healing will bring you to where you need to be. It'll give you a reality check. And it'll help you understand 
better your energy and your capacity. This really hit and caused me to reflect pretty deep when I was about to go on a binge of reposting LGBTQIA plus content because for sure, not I think, but it is very obvious and known that that specific group of our brothers and sisters are suffering in a way that really is incomparable to others. There is very little acknowledgement of that struggle within the struggle. There is very little light shed. And I wanted people to know that I'm here, that I think about this and that I am signing petitions in X, Y, and Z. And I was starting to repost content that I didn't even really take the time to read and digest. You know, at the least, a lot of posts are asking us to say their names. And I'm intentional about saying it. I think it's powerful to do it. But I was realizing I was starting to repost and I wasn't even, again, taking time to understand the story to know who these people were. And so it was like, how am I honoring that life? And again, who am I trying to show that I am fighting this fight? So I needed self-healing and rest so that I could have the energy to actually do my work, to honor the lost and to learn about where these larger gaps are and to authentically do my part in helping to close them or bring light to them. However, I cannot spend my energy convincing anyone that I'm doing the work. I'd rather just do it. That source of wanting to convince other people, of wanting to show people what I'm doing so that they know I'm really here, it comes from a wound that was intended to. It's a cry for outward validation to fill up something that feels void. So I had to scale back and get intentional. And this is credit to self-healing because it asks us also to be self-aware. And from self-awareness, you may notice things within yourself that are not authentic to your purpose. And whenever we are not honoring our purpose, we are doing ourselves and the world a, you know, a disservice. So again, self-healing, I'm saying it over and over again, and I am trying to just get us used to that and make sure that we normalize that because this is really a fight that we cannot afford to stop fighting. Do not burn yourself out giving performances and running a 400 meter when you were built for the 200. Anyone who runs track, <laughs> you know, don't, don't push it. We need you as you are. We need you for the purpose and talent you were given. And if who you are requires more time to heal so that you can bounce back healthy and run your part of the race when it's time, every single time we need you to do it, then please honor that. If we all honor our calling, all of our bases will be covered. Now I want to shed some light on self-healing and shaming. I am grateful that I haven't seen a ton of that, but it's in the air. It's in subliminal messages. It's floating. And whether you are direct a direct recipient of shaming or a direct deliverer of shaming, 
I just want to take a little bit of time to really focus on how harmful that is. I first want to name that our contribution, and by our, I'm specifically speaking about Black people in America, our contribution to this country has been an automatic monthly subscription deduction since birth. We do not need to prove anything. And if in this time, when the world you've been holding up is feeling extra, extra heavy, it is absolutely okay for those who consider themselves protectors and allies to put in the overtime or join for the first time in lifting this world up. This is especially, especially for multi-generational Black people and even more specifically for multi-generational Black women. For multi-generational Black women first, actually. And for all of us, don't shame ourselves or one another out of self-healing, out of their form of activism. And to be honest, if you have time to critique how someone else is showing up, then maybe you're not being fully present in your own work. Redirect that energy to those who created and profit from a broken system that is costing Black people their lives. Especially as a Black person, whatever you need to do at this time, it's actually okay. Black people did not create the system. They didn't get to benefit from it. They've suffered from it. And now that it's time to correct it, we can't be shamed into standing on the front lines if that is not something we have the actual capacity for. This is the time for every single body else to undo the mess that they've created or participated in. And I'm not saying or laying this expectation that Black people should be passive, but I am saying that this fight has been fought by Black people since forever. So if some Black people, multi-generational Black Americans especially, again, decide that they need time to recalibrate, make it your job to get them water and to make room for them to breathe. If rest is needed right now, if self-healing is needed right now, have it because the greatest resistance to date, the greatest clap back to date is that Black people are still here, alive still. And so we need to continue to be here and if that means self-healing is the way that we ensure that, then do it. And that's on everything. Just some quick tips for creating room to self-heal at this time. We should be very mindful, one, of when and how you consume information. So start setting limits on when you're looking at news. Set limits on, you know, when you're on Instagram because you can't really control the information that comes to you. Two, give yourself some space to process the information and then to act on it if needed. Three is leave room for joy and happiness still. Yes, in this time, I think about what it could have possibly been like hundreds of years ago. And when I was younger and learning about Black history, the way they taught it in the U.S., I was like, wow, there was no way that anyone at that time could wake up and smile. But you remember, people were getting married 
You know, people were having weddings, people were giving birth, and though they might not have been able to control what happened afterward, they were happy in those moments. People were still in love, people were writing love poems. So joy and happiness and love is still real. And it is part of what keeps us going. So leave room for that and tap into it when you have it. No shame in that at all. Four, take social media breaks. When you need to, I really suggest that you make it a regular habit, but take breaks from social media. Social media, regardless of what is on there, it's a lot. It's invasive. The brain is very impressionable. So just be extra diligent about how much time you're spending there. And fifth, talk and commune safely because we need one another right now. That is something that I have tapped into with all that is going on right now and in my personal life, talking to people, reaching out to people, having conversations, FaceTiming, just sitting in connectedness is really important. And it helps me to self-heal so that I can do the work that I am just really passionate about and honor my purpose. So I'm really grateful to have been able to take the time to think about this podcast. And I'm happy that I decided to talk about self-healing first in general and also as it pertains to our recurrent climate. Healing forward first I want to begin by discussing what it is not. So healing forward is not competition and it does not exist in opposition to any other type or stage of healing. It's really important that I mention these things first because the last thing I'd want to hear perpetuated is this notion of one type of healing being honored over another. Healing forward is not a step that is further behind or ahead of any other part of the healing process, and it isn't necessarily a permanent state of action either. You can be healing forward in one aspect of your life, but not necessarily in all aspects of your life. We might also heal in multiple ways when addressing just one particular wound. Mentioning healing forward at this specific time is not intended to pacify any of the emotions that we, the larger Black community and allies of color, are feeling. This is not asking anyone to meet me here or pushing any particular stage of healing onto another person. If you are angry right now, be angry and use that anger. If you are grieving right now, sit in your grief and tend to that grief. Healing really only happens truly when you honor the truth of where you're at. And so I am asking that everyone honor their emotions. I myself have been, I have been sad. I have been furious and I'll probably visit those emotions again. And I have the right to do that. We have the right to do that. And my only hope is that we're blessed to find a way to channel all of our emotions and direct it where it needs to be directed to enforce change when that time comes. I hope you are clear about what healing forward is not and are able to now hear about what it is. (laughs) So healing forward 
is a term that I use to describe the part of healing that may require you to learn how to navigate through the world with your wound as it is forming into a scar or how to navigate the world with the scar in general. I don't think we talk about this enough. We approach healing as something to be completed. And then there's this element of getting over something when healing oftentimes is an elongated process, not an elongated process to which you are stuck in a particular stage for a long time, but it is continuous. And we have to learn how to move through, not get over, but move through in the best and most healthy way. Sometimes we're not sure how to move forward simultaneously while healing, or we're not sure how to carry our past in a way that isn't detrimental to our present. I think of healing forward as the what happens after awareness, acknowledgement, and acceptance, or how do I navigate trauma when reminders resurface? So it's the work that happens after we've unpacked. It's acknowledging our hurt and when and if we're ready, deciding how we move forward with it and how we hold agency over the experiences that are derived from it. Healing forward can mean healing while navigating daily life. It can be deliberate in that you know you might be in a difficult stage, but make a decision to engage in other areas of your life. For example, I hosted an event about anti-Blackness within Black immigrant um, families or households. And at the time, it was pretty thick, all that is happening with the injustices and things that were coming to light and people who have been wronged. And it was a heavy time. I was still grieving at that time, but I felt that I had the capacity to address another pressing issue. And though I had the capacity to do that at the time, I want to stress that there are no extra points for that. That doesn't necessarily mean you're stronger, he's stronger, they're stronger, she's stronger. It's not a competition. It's just that I honored the capacity that I had at that time. I haven't had the capacity to do it again yet, but when it comes, I will follow through with it. Healing forward is not, I'm healed and I'm moving onward and I'm over it. It's I'm healing while moving in a forward direction. It's acknowledging the cut on your hand and the point at which you're comfortable to write again, even though the wound is still there. It's continuing to write long after the scar has formed and choosing how that scar will inform or not inform the words you choose to write on your paper. I really hope that I am clear about what healing forward is. I can get really wordy and I don't mean to go in circles, but I hope that it's understood what that means. Healing forward is something that I want to focus on a lot here because it's a part of real life. You know, you go through a breakup and you still have to go to work the next day. So how do you navigate life when you are healing, but still needing to move forward or wanting to move forward. Much like I addressed shame in terms of self-healing in general, I want to address 
guilt in terms of healing forward. Healing in a forward motion, first and foremost, does not discount or discredit your past or your trauma. I think sometimes healing forward may sound scary because no one wants to be discredited for the work that they've put in to get to where they are. And healing forward is not doing that. It's not forgetting or ignoring what is happening or what has happened. It's just choosing to coexist with it. So you can have and find joy in these times that we're currently in and honor that as well. We are multifaceted human beings with an array of emotions and feelings. So joy in this moment of great trial does not negate your grieving in any other moment. There exists at times the shame around moving forward with life too soon or too happily after a death, after a breakup, after a divorce, after a drastic transition. Healing forward can be deemed offensive when we feel our audience, whether that be our family, followers on Instagram, friends, when we feel that that audience hasn't given us the approval to move into the next stage or scene of our lives. We each, again, have a very unique capacity for healing and varied forms of healing as well. So healing is not a performance and you should honor your process and your progress. Comparative healing also has more to do with other people's manifestations of self-healing and love than it does with your true journey. So as I say, honor your truth and honor your journey, I really mean that because it looks different for everyone and we don't have the right to project onto others what we would do if we were in someone else's position. A part of what I do is create a space to discuss what moving in your day-to-day life as we are in stages of healing really looks and feels like. I want to acknowledge that this is an important and very tricky part of the healing process and one that needs a lot of light. And this will be the center of a lot of what I do. I had gotten an, I was going to say an email, but (laughs) a direct message from someone who was expressing that they felt very guilty when they were posting things on social media that weren't directly tied to the Black Lives Matter movements or initiatives. And that really hit me because it's just like, you can do both. You can absolutely do both. And I want to rid us of the guilt of doing that. Um, That is also a part of why I wanted to explain what healing forward means and what it could look like and create dialogue and normalcy around that. Because asking how do you hold space for grief when you enter a room of joy, you feel like you're betraying one emotion. And the truth is healing forward is real and it's normal and it's life. And you can give yourself permission to exist and be present in multiple spaces to cry and laugh in dark times. It doesn't, healing doesn't ask of us to stay stagnant at all times to stay stagnant in one emotion at all times. 
It just asks of us to be honest and to provide ourselves with what we need to create the best opportunity for recovery. So a question for you is, what have you come to terms with but are still working through on a day-to-day basis? I like this question because, as I've said before, healing is really a process. It can be cyclical, and there isn't really just this moment of, I'm done. And I think that's healthy and it's okay, but I don't think we talk about that enough. So I would love to engage and hear from you in terms of the things that you are working through so that we can build a community and encourage one another to share our truths, to see our truth and to honor them. Because I feel like sometimes we just don't know. We don't know that we are not the only ones going through what it is that we're going through. And as I figure out more about social media and virtual events, I hope to honor my purpose in creating those verbal sanctuaries where we are free to express and talk about these things. So I do hope that you're able to meet me either on the website on the blog or on Instagram, because I want to create true verbal sanctuaries and safe spaces and healing spaces for dialogue. And that'll be the end of this podcast. So first time coming back, it's a little lengthy one. I know some of you guys have asked for them to be longer. Um, They may or may not be all the time. It's whatever I feel. And I hope that you've enjoyed it. I'm so happy to be back. And I'm just grateful. I'm sending a lot of light to everyone, a lot of love to everyone as we navigate through these times, as we navigate through life in general. I will see you on the next one. Thank you for being here and thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please share with other good souls and be sure to subscribe so you know when another episode airs. If you're moved to, Give this podcast a rating and a comment as it helps humble platforms like mine flourish so that those who may need to hear it have the opportunity to. Stay connected and continue the conversation on the blog at www.thathonestything.com or continue the dialogue on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. You're appreciated. And as always, I'm sending you hella love.